Hey everybody, you're listening to the 42nd episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP, where we talk about baseball drinks, general relativity, and everything else under the sun. I'm DeCarlo Calloway alongside Dorian, and on today's podcast, we have a close encounter of the fifth kind. We play hooky from the All-Star game, revel in how England can't bring it home, and aboard the treatment the Black English players have received afterwards. And we can't outrun bad neighbors anywhere in the universe. So we want to begin this episode like we do all of our episodes by discussing what it is that we are drinking while we are recording this said episode. So today I am drinking a Corona Extra with two wedges of lime dropped in because it is a very hot summer day and I had Coronas in my refrigerator because I saw Snoop on television telling me to get Corona and I do anything that Snoop Dogg tells me. So... I'm drinking Corona right now and enjoying it. And honestly, my God, it's it feels so nice just putting this glass on my head because it's really nice and cool and very refreshing. How are you doing today, Dorian? What are you drinking? And what story do you have behind you to drink today? It's not playa. It's playa. <laughs> That's from the commercial from, yeah. from your boy, Snoop Dogg, and Bad Bunny, who do the Corona commercial. But... How are you, my friend? I'm happy to be here. I'm energetic. It's summer. It's uh, you, you soak up that vitamin D, and today I'm soaking up the vitamin D through this uh, very alcoholic, no, al- alcoholic drink, through this adult beverage called, one second, it's called 100 Degree Hefe from a local American brewery called Random Row Brewing Company in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm going to have another sip. It's a Hefeweizer. Hefeweizer. How do you how do you actually pronounce that, DiCarlo? Hefeweizer. Hefeweizer. But I want it to be more. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, the Germans are very aggressive. Hefeweizer. They're Anyways. only aggressive. Well, it's aggressive depending on what words and, and the pronunciation with them. Mm. So, you know, Hefeweizer meaning wheat. Like it's wheat beer. Really, it's just it's not really that. Okay. Heavy. This this drink is pronouncing itself very well in my tummy, but. Speaking of Charlottesville and Random Row Brewing Company, so Carlo, we're going through an interesting time right now. There's UFO leaked footage from the U.S. Navy fighter pilots. And in Charlottesville, there's actually a company called Serious Technology Advanced Research. Not the radio station or not the whatever, not the radio streaming service, but Sirius as in the star up in the heavens, S-I-R-I-U-S. And it was founded by Dr. Green, Dr. Stephen M. Green, who is a ufologist. Who knew? I thought it was all those guys like on the History Channel saying that um, corn came from the butts of a god. I, I don't know. I'm talking nonsense. Are you talking like those like ancient alien people? Mm. Like, uh, there you go. That's it. The uh, ancient aliens. History Channel, yeah. On, yeah. So I love history. I love all that stuff. But Dr. Greer... He wants the United States government to release everything they know about extraterrestrials. He said in an interview, quote, when I was about eight, I had a sighting of a disc-shaped craft outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I knew what I had seen because it was completely non-aerodynamic. So the man saw it with his own eyes. He may have, he, he may be happy right now, again, with all the leaked footage of these unidentified flying objects being to out being able to outrun and outmaneuver anything that the United States Air Force has, which is uh, pretty scary. But 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really scary. Uh, did you – well, for one, I totally believe that there are um, possibly intelligent life forms in this universe. I mean, because just even think about it, like thinking about stuff theoretically and how, you know, multiple, like billions of galaxies and like, you know, people would sit back and say the probability – Really? <laughs> that was the X-Files thing, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, I, I interrupted your flow. No, I was saying, like, I, I, the possibility just it totally mm. seems there. It, it's scary as hell to think that uh, there, there you go, spacecraft or, <laughs> you know, out there or any type of, like, vehicles that are outmaneuvering anything the U.S. government has, because that's really crazy considering the U.S. government is... Uh, spends more money on military uh, readiness and preparedness than any other country in, on the globe. Uh, and it also just kind of made me think of that new movie that came out in uh, Amazon Prime called Tomorrow Wars, where, you know, to give away the ending, I, you know, I don't care. Uh, you know, there was like a, a crash-landed spaceship from way back, like thousands of years ago with these almost like alien, like slash starship trooper-like creatures. And as human beings, uh, as climate change really started to take effect, it melted where their ship was crash landed. And so they actually then came out and then devoured humanity. So it's just kind of interesting to think like, wow, like what if something like that, what if there are some like, you know, buried spaceships and some like mountains and frozen tundra and stuff like that or permafrost. And then as we like expand and climate change and stuff like that and all of this permafrost and all these polar ice caps melt that's something that might have been crash landed like thousands of years ago is there or some some active who the hell knows society is probably operating deep below the oceans because we don't even know what's under the oceans like well, there might be other there might be like atlantis and stuff we don't know i'm i'm, I'm just totally being like stupid right now but seriously no. in the sense that like you really don't know because we barely scratched the surface on anything that we actually can definitively prove as, as like as actually existing within a, a, a what is it overall approval type of thing where it's unanimous that people believe like okay this is actually what it is. I never took you for you uh, for ufologist, but I'm happy to hear about this. And part of the premise of a of a foreign spacecraft crashing into earth is part of the superman movie that came out in 2012 2013 do you remember that his dad's or some or, what, or, or the spacecraft that he came in crashed into i think it was alaska or something so anyways back here on planet earth there has always been ufo sightings and there's what there's a there's a baseball tie as well because in back in 1950 on the 15th of august there was a very famous minor league UFO sighting in Great Falls, Montana. I've always wanted to go to Montana. So on the, on the 15th of August, the general manager of the Great Falls Electrics at around 1125 in the morning, and he was with his 19-year-old secretary, Virginia Ronning, they saw two bright silvery objects in the sky rotating while flying over Great Falls, Montana. Nick ran into his car and retrieved an old 16, well, for us, it was old. Back then, it was the, the cutting edge of technology, a 16-millimeter movie camera and filmed the unidentified, fly, the unidentified, the unidentified Hefeweizen flying objects for, for 16 seconds. So check that out, guys. You uh, Check it out on YouTube, the Great Falls, Montana, minor league UFO sighting. So 
remember the oh hold on the truth the truth is out there after right. we get the kinks out first right <laughs> yeah I, I, got, I have some unidentified unidentified liquid in my stomach so that's why i'm uh, messed up with our high state our, our own cutting edge technology for audio but ladies and gentlemen it's always uh, very interesting to find out if there's other beings besides us. And if you've happened to see one while you're drinking, send us a picture and we're going to retweet it. And we are, will both be famous, you and the podcast. Our Twitter handle is at HPP4040 and use the hashtag UFO. The truth is out there. No, use the hashtag HPP drink. And uh, we cannot wait to see little green men on our Twitter, <laughs> on our Twitter on our Twitter feed. I'm gonna take another Hefeweizen thing because the Carlos is starting to turn green. I wanna talk about what just happened, which is the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. It was held out in Denver, in Colorado, close to Montana. I'm sure there's a lot of UFO sightings out in Colorado as well, because it's all mountainous. Oh, man, there's a lot of UFO, UFO sightings that have been reported in New York City. I remember one, this was a really like interesting one from years ago. This woman claimed that she was abducted, actually, out of her apartment in, like, Brooklyn or something like that. And uh, what happened was is that she said that the ship, like, it was circling over her, like, high-rise and just, like, abducted her. And these aliens all had, like, hair and were, like, humanoid and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, this is really interesting. But I have seen some weird stuff over the skies of New York City, but I actually do think I saw a UFO when I was a kid, though, in Virginia, it was an object that was moving like really, really, really like slowly, slowly, slowly. And then and I couldn't really make out whether or not it was a, a, a airplane. It probably was because like my my uncle lived close to Dulles. <laughs> but probably, a crop, still, probably a crop duster. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. But it just like shot out of nowhere fast. But that was also during a point in time where I was really like I had this avid fear of UFOs and aliens like. Don't ever show a kid like uh, it is the worst. They had like old like bad like pro like not propaganda but almost like parody stuff. I remember there was this one. There was this one program on what used to be UPN. You remember UPN that network? UPN. Oh yeah, that was like they showed a really a lot of bad teenage television. Yeah, yeah, and shows. black and a lot of black shows too. No, uh, that's W. That's the CW. WB too, but the WB. Yeah, WB. That was one of them. But UPN as well, too. But um, they had this one <laughs> show. Yeah, with the, with the racist frog. Um, they, uh, so they had this program. It was like uh, it was an alien abduction incident in Lake County. And it was with this family over like Thanksgiving. And they were they happened to be recording it. Like the family was nowhere to be found afterwards and stuff like that. They all disappeared. And they had this video. And then there were like these aliens who like came and abducted them. It was really freaked me the hell out. I was like 12 years old and I, I was deathly afraid. And we went on this like overnight trip with my school and it was out in the forest. And uh, yeah, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> like, the first days. I was so afraid. I was like, every time I closed my eyes, I felt like I was probably going to get abducted by aliens or something. But like, don't ever show children stuff with like aliens and freak them out. It's going to be scary. But anyway, uh, enough about UFOs. Sorry, I just felt like for the moment. Enough about UFOs for the moment. But yeah, for the moment. We'll, um, 
I mean, soon Thanos is going to come, uh, you know, because uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange have Infinity Stones and, you know, half of our population might disappear, like, out and of a blip. And, you know. My, my prediction is that there will be aliens because they're going to kidnap Jeff Bezos when he blasts off into space under Blue Origins. And uh, he may not come back because he'll get violated and uh, kidnapped by aliens. Yeah, it's funny how, funny how uh, what's his name, Richard Branson was the first. He's like, ha, 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 got you guys. <laughs> Even though he really just, like, went up in the stratosphere. It wasn't like they went, like, and did, like, full orbit. It was just like, okay, hey, how you doing? We're at zero gravity. Let's go back down. I'm rich. He was, uh, yeah, was he doing the uh, par- uh, parambolas? Where it's basically like the vomit comet, where you go out to California and you pay like five G's and you go off and you fu- and you feel zero gravity for like thirty seconds at a time, blah blah, and then people end up vomiting. That's what the that's what the American uh, Mercury and Apollo astronauts back in the early and mid sixties had to train on, and now it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> but we're going off the rails here, people. But that's okay because. They're hopefully the aliens. I watched the baseball baseball all star game. I hope aliens watched it. And it was a very beautiful, it was a very beautiful beginning because at the beginning of the game, before the game started, they had an all field ceremony for Hank Aaron. And and Hank Aaron passed away back in January 2021. He was a legendary African American player. He was with the Milwaukee Braves. And then obviously the Milwaukee moved to Atlanta and they honored him. They brought his his widow, his wife, Billy, Billy Aaron on. And the day before the All-Star game, all the players were wearing Hank Aaron's old jersey number, 44, to honor him during the home run derby, during practices, et cetera. And they gave Billy Holiday, Billy Holiday, Billy Aaron a signed jersey or painting from all the players that year, this year of major of the all the All-Star games. They also had a really nice video montage by Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, what does Lenny Kravitz have to do with Atlanta? He's isn't he from New York? He's like he's, whatever. Well, but you know what Lenny Kravitz like sports. Like Lenny Kravitz is a very interesting. Like I can give him credit. He's a really interesting guy. Like he a, apart he's a, from he's a half black, half Jewish musician. I don't know what he has to do with the Atlanta Braves though. No, but he likes sports. Like I mean, come on, it probably actually. I like sports too. Like, All right. Yeah, I wasn't but he's notable. He has a nice voice. He's artistic. Dude, he's I, old and he's he's. I am the well. co-star. I am the co-star of HBP. So I mean, come on. Uh, what does that mean? It means I'm famous. Well, hood famous? I make my I make my living with through my voice. Anyways, it's absolutely so that. <laughs> it's uh. So as I was seeing this this opening month the montage this opening ceremony, it struck me that he played for the Braves, and originally the Major League Baseball All Star Game in 2021 was supposed to take place in Atlanta. Ladies and gentlemen, we went over this back in episode 28 that. Georgia politicians lost their damn minds to do all that voting restriction, this, that, and the other, voting rights or whatever the heck they called it. Major League Baseball said, we can't, this is not good for business. We're pulling the game. And it's sad that they aren't, that Major League Baseball honored Hank Aaron in Denver when it should have been in Atlanta. So, yeah, but uh, then you know what? You could look at it like this because this is just kind of on the flip side. In Denver, if say like think about it, like if Hank Aaron played all of his career in Denver of all places, as opposed to say Milwaukee and then Atlanta, just think how many home runs he would have had. 
Denver didn't have a Denver didn't have a I know team until it didn't have a team, but I'm just saying they do now. It's just thinking about it in the in the yeah. what if. But what if? no, I see. It was just like one of those like what? things. It was one of those things that you noticed. It was like they probably had this planned with something yeah. else in mind, and yeah, definitely, unfortunately, because of other circumstances, because they had of to some, alter it. It was because of some good old boys never made it all off. Because some good old boys in Georgia. Anyways. Yeah, what if? And what if DiCarlo had been abducted by aliens when he walked out into the forest? I wouldn't have a co-host. But thankfully, I do. (laughs) And DiCarlo didn't disappear. But there are a couple of players that may have been abducted by UFOs who decided who who weren't playing in the All-Star game. There were a handful of players. They decided not to go, not because they were abducted by UFOs, because they said they had various excuses, one of them being the, the best pitcher on planet Earth, Jacob deGrom for the New York Mets. He said, quote, I'm going to take that time and enjoy it with my family. Who wouldn't have loved to see Jacob deGrom pitching to the Japanese beast, the, the phenom Shohei Otani? That would have been awesome. It didn't happen because Jacob Duran was like, I'd rather stay in, uh, I don't know, in New York and just hang out with my family. It's just like when a politician says, I'm going to, I'm going to resign. I'm, t- I'm walking away from the campaign because I need to spend more time with my family. Yeah. Right. Cause there's some scandal. Cause you were hooking up with some dude in some bathroom stall. Okay. That's why Jacob Duran is not that. I'm just talking about a politician. So mm, we didn't get to ju- you talking about, Oh, is that old center from Idaho? Who got caught trying to solicit? You remember that back in like a Minnesota airport? There, there's so many of them. Oh, is that oh, is that the one that he spread his his feet out and was like hitting the? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Course I remember. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking Shameful. about the Lindsey Graham moments allegedly. <laughs> Lady Graham. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So Jacob Degrom said, "I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm out." The Houston Astros, who have been a big surprise, and I and I said that they were my they were my dark horse for the World Series, and they are playing like gangbusters. <laughs> Houston Astros second baseman Jose Aldúvar and the shortstop Carlos Correa said, "Peace, I'm out. Consider me abducted by aliens. I'm not playing in Denver." Aldúvar uh, said, "I'm going to rest my left leg because my team needs me. Those four days, those four games, those four games, those four this four days are going to help me in the second half of the season." Correa had another excuse: his wife's pregnant with their first child. You got to give everything for baseball. I don't care that your wife is pregnant. Are you pregnant? Right? Am I right, DiCarlo? No, I'm joking. No, please, no hate mail. I'm joking. That's a very... You remember that line in Mad Men when Don, Don Draper's... Uh, his, Betty gives birth to whatever, the second or third kid, and he misses like half the day, and he goes into the office, and he tell And uh, the, what's the white-haired guy thing? The part, uh, Ster, uh, Sterling. Sterling. Sterling, he asks, he's like, hey, where you been? He's like, oh, you know, my uh, Betty gave birth. He's like, Jesus, she gave birth, not you. <laughs> like so 60s it's like yeah. so what <laughs> it's like, but also, um i have to be with her because uh no she just literally that, had traumatic experience on her body like what the hell was wrong with but to carla remember that back in the 60s and 70s and probably some places in the 80s the man was not allowed he was not allowed in the birthing room oh, so yeah, that's true that, that you, the man true. just waited outside like you know just smoking cigarettes getting bad coffee from the vending machine and flirting with the nurses I, I have no idea <laughs> yeah you say that like you experienced that maybe maybe the ufos took me from the 1960s and brought me back into the night to the what year are we in 2020 
into the 2020s. <laughs> Anyways, so it was it was it sucks that baseball needs as much star power as it needs, and you have big time names like Carlos Correa, Jacob Degrom, Jose Altuve. Said, "I'm not playing, dude." It yeah. sucks. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like they, yeah, whatever. I mean, how many people like I watched only up until like the fourth inning of the game. Like mm-hmm. I saw when Vlad Guerrero hit the hell out of that ball. Oh man, he's crushing. He might have hit a UFO. Yeah, he hit the hell out of that. But I mean, it doesn't have the same draw and appeal. And I mean, if they want to miss out, they're missing their their bonuses. That's on them. Because I mean, they get an extra contractual bonus when they do make the All Star team. But when they make, they don't, the, the, the contract doesn't say they have to play. No, they just exactly. have to get voted. Oh, so even still, they're still getting paid. So then, why would they want to even do it then? I mean, yeah. those extra days actually do help out. That's true. Um, so, anyways, the All-Star game was was fun. It was awesome because of Shohei Otani. He was the starting pitcher, and he led off for the American League. He, he, he didn't give up any runs or any hits as a pitcher, but he, he got two at-bats, didn't get a hit. But just the electricity of Shohei Otani is amazing. But that being You heard said, about the backlash that Stephen A. Smith's been getting about what he said regarding – you know, he, oh, it would have been, you know, it's it's good. He, it's, he's good for baseball, but it would have been better if he spoke English. Like, eh, I don't agree with him. I, I, I don't really think it, it, it required such a degree that he had to go, like, super, like, mea culpa. But at the same time, I don't really disagree. Like, I don't agree that, for one, a game that's not that popular in the United States anymore and is really more popular globally, and especially in Japan, I think it does the game actually uh, incentive by having an international star like that. And, and I mean, it's not to say that he won't become like speak English at any point. I mean, look at Ichiro Suzuki. He ended up speaking really great English at, you know, during his time playing. So I, yeah, I don't know. I think little things like that, like everything kind of gets thrown into the blender and it's like examined, but I don't know. I, I when he said that, I was like, shoulder shrug, who gives a crap what Stephen A. Smith says about baseball? Like, yeah, when's the, when is the last? He, he, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of any of these talking heads on ESPN or any other sports channels. Like, they're, they're air quotes, experts at baseball, MMA, ice hockey, football, baseball, uh, women's lacrosse. Like, dude, shut up. Like, I don't care what Stephen A. Smith has to say about baseball. So, he can, he can say whatever the hell he wants. I don't think he was that ignorant. He was just – dumb like I, I what i'm not making sense but anyways i don't care i what i do care and what we do care here at hbp is the wire that groundbreaking tremendous hbo film series the wire and i'm gonna i'm gonna share with the carlo back on the 11th of july not too not too long ago the chicago white Sox were in baltimore where the wire was filmed to play the baltimore orioles they're very bad baltimore orioles and at the top of the sixth inning, the Chicago White Sox, White Sox outfielder, Andrew Vaughn, he hit a bomb of a home run. And the pitcher, I think, the, I forget who the Oriole pitcher was, but he pitched him the same pitch in the same location twice. The first time, Vaughn missed it. The second time, he got a hold of that, and he hit it, I think, to the right field. Uh, back, I don't know if you've been to Camden Yards, Carlo, but they have that concourse back there with the uh, warehouse. Such it's, a beautiful it's, it's one of the best like like ballparks in uh, like in the yeah, country. Yeah, I I really want to go this summer to uh, catch a game in or in Camden Yards. But anyway, so Andrew Vaughn hit that hit an awesome home run top of the sixth inning, and the Chicago White Sox announcer said, "quote 
you come at the king, you best not miss, end quote. That is one of the most famous lines from The Wire, from uh, uh, Mar uh, it's so famous that I forget who said it. Marlon, DeCarlo, help me out here. Who's the, who said you, you come at the king, you best not miss? Weebe. Okay, there you go. Were you thinking Marlo? Yeah. No, it was Weebe said that. Oh, okay. Well, that whatever. was in the first season. So it was, um, no, it was by Omar, dude. Omar said that. No. Our, the HB, our, look, the HBP bullpen, our research analyst just came over and, and told me, by the way, it's, it was, it was uh, Omar Little. Anyway, so I, that I, has nothing to do with the All-Star game or UFOs. I love the fact that the Chicago White Sox announcer was on top of it enough to realize he was in Baltimore and he had to drop a wire reference in. <laughs> into his home run call. So cheers to that. So there was a lot of celebration in Baltimore. There's a lot of celebration in Denver. There's celebration that this Carlo didn't get abducted by aliens back when he was 12 years old. But there wasn't a lot of celebration across the pond, my friend. Nah, because England couldn't bring the game home. And I think the worst part about that wasn't the, the outcome of England losing. And there's a lot of factors and reasons why they lost that game. Um, but was the reaction that the English players, like the Black English players, who were the last three who took penalty kicks, have been experiencing from a lot of individuals, which was not wasn't surprising, due in part to a lot of the racial abuse that we find a lot of players are receiving online, and it only was going to intensify, especially being that they were three young black players who were up taking penalty kicks at the final shootout of the finals and all three missed. And, you know, you could look at it. And of course people are going to try to find the easy. There's a lot of people who find the easy way and just want to blame them for being black. And, you know, of course, then this feeds into the narrative, like, look at us, like, Oh, we do all this celebration, black lives and doing this kneeling and what happens. And these three black kids can't even hit the goals for us and stuff like that. But taking race out of the equation, which is it shouldn't even be the equation when it comes to the game in the first place. It's just look at the managing moves and, and like analyzing what Gareth Southgate did as of, opposed of England. Of, of the Euro 2020 final. Yes. Like played his, in 2021. His, Football, calcio, soccer. His manage, like his moves, his tactical moves are really off. And I would say the one thing, like two things. For one, England got really fortunate by scoring the fastest goal in Euro finals history. And instead of pressing to try to score another goal and going on the offensive, they tried to just play in the middle of the midfield. Occasionally Declan Rice would have these marauding runs into the, um, into the opponent's box and final third, but nothing was actually coming about. And for the first half, if they actually did go on the front foot, really aggressively, they could have scored, possibly scored, and put Italy into a really big bind because Italy was playing really – they had, a, like, a horrible first half. But then in the second half, Italy started to wake up. They scored a um, – they scored a goal to tie the game. And I said to myself mentally, I was like, if this game goes to extra time, Italy's going to probably end up like, – if it goes to extra time, Italy's going to play to take it to penalties. And if it goes to penalties, Italy will probably win. Extra time comes – for one, the worst thing that I noticed was was that they were barely – like, Southgate was barely making any substitutions. You went 90 minutes with most of your, like, first like first 12, like, 
squad. Preach, my friend. Preach. Um, they're not playing any other subsequent games that you need to rest them for. Start making substitutions. If you have, like, bringing in Marcus Rashford, um, Jack Grealish, um, Jaden Sancho, you, like Bakoya Saka, you have them coming in. You want to make sure they at least get a little bit warmed and, and in the pace of the game before throwing them out to take penalties. Like they were substituted within the last minute of extra time practically to take penalties off the bench cold in one of the biggest events and tournaments at home with the largest crowd that has been in a stadium since prior to the pandemic. And then what? These is it un is it, and just history of England with penalty kicks, especially thinking about how South really good. Missed, like, like come on! <laughs> it was just like it's come not on! Good. It's not like, a good history. No, England not at all. Kicks. And it's just like like there was tactically the moves were made that were bad. So if you want anybody to blame, blame Gareth Southgate. Look, it, Gareth- it could have been managed a hell of a lot better. It wasn't as though he didn't have – like, England didn't have a very good tournament. They did. They progressed to the finals, give them credit. But they could have won, but they didn't because of moves that they made. They cannot blame – sit back and blame, you know, Bokoyo Saka, Jaden Sancho, and Marcus Rashford for missing penalties. Yeah, they missed penalties. It happens. Anybody complaining about that, you know what I would say? Are you good enough to play professional soccer or football? Like, football? No. So shut up. Like, at the end of the day – we're all people who sit back and comment on people who have skills that are way above our like range. Like I can't do that. And nor should I sit back and then criticize somebody who's trained extremely and then misses the, the mark at one point or another. It happens. So that's all I'm I got to say regarding that. What are your thoughts? Bro? I'm going to say that Gareth Southgate is the best England manager since maybe even better than Sven Goran Eriksson. He Gareth Southgate really is one of the best managers in the past 50 years in England without Surprising a doubt. Surprising because man, his club's this, records were terrible when he like coached Middlesbrough. This man has taken two successive English national teams in the to the semifinals of the 2018 World Cup, and they should have been in the final, honestly. And now to the final and a few moves away, a bounce here, a bounce there, to winning the European Championship. But you hit the nail on the head. Gareth Southgate isn't the most tactically astute manager there is. He is a tremendous man manager. He is a tremendous manager of players. But he does, you're right with substitutions. It killed me watching the 2018 World Cup, the semifinal, England versus Croatia. His players were exhausted, and he would not substitute. I was tearing my hair out saying, Gareth, Put in new blood, take, put the Croatians to the sword, end this match right now. He didn't do it. I think that game went to extra time or maybe even penalties. I don't, I don't remember how they lost that World Cup semifinals. Uh, do you? I don't, I don't know. Um, no, I can't remember specifically. It might have been extra time because I'm thinking it might have been extra time. Yeah, it was extra time, and the Croatians again, scored. thanks to our tremendous HBP bullpen here, they they just told me that they, yeah, the Croatians scored in extra time, and that's how they won. But the uh, and, and in that game, the English scored a goal in the fifth minute. So it's uh, I had read somewhere I forget in what uh, what website or what article that if Gareth Southgate had been more like Pep Guardiola and actually attacked to finish the Italians off rather than be more like Jose Mourinho and try to defend for 98 for 88 minutes 
the English would have won. So on one hand, Gareth Southgate, one of the absolute best English managers that have been on record. On the other hand, just a little bit more, and that man would have potentially, potentially, DiCarlo, two back-to-back trophies. Can you imagine? England honestly was about a goal away from lifting the World Cup in 2018 and lifting the European Championship in 2020. In an alternate universe, that is a very real possibility. So hats off to Gareth Southgate and the players he's brought along. And I only hope that he's going to continue to get better because he's only been the, the, the manager for the English national team for what, three, four years. And he, and he's going to, he's going to coach, he's going to manage them through the 2024 world cup too. So watch out for the English in where the heck is the 2024 world cup going to be in Qatar in Dubai on Mars. I don't know. It's going to be hot as heck. Dubai that is. in December. Of next okay. year. Of next year? Are you serious? Yeah. Remember, last it was twenty eighteen. It's twenty. Oh wow, actually. that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what she brought home. Gareth Southgate, one of the best managers. But speaking of Dubai, speaking of the summer, speaking of winter, there's a lot of fans that travel, and that's where our show sponsor comes in. We've all missed traveling because of COVID. We've missed traveling because of government restrictions in whatever country you live in. Castle Grayskull is calling you. Come to Eternia and enjoy your stay at the historic Castle Grayskull, where there will be, and there is no, social distancing, restrictions, or even mask wearing, because Castle Grayskull is on another planet inhabited by UFOs. That's just me throwing that in there. Castle Grayskull is a historic medieval place where you can go and enjoy yourself and get away from all of our worries in life. So cheers to Castle Grayskull, the, that wonderful all-inclusive vacation spot that can allows us to afford to drink Bad Bunny and Snoop Dogg-sponsored Corona. And some good beer from Charlottesville, North Charlottesville, Virginia. What Hefeweizen. So give me one second, people. I need to have another drink. But speaking of Charlottesville, and we already spoke about them and UFOs, this next and last segment, Danger Will Robinson, aka travels into space, 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 space. I want to talk about some black holes on the move. These are bad neighborhoods, neighbors, not bad neighborhoods. If someone's going to suck you up in a bad way, you don't want to be living next to them. I want to share with you people and to Carlo that researchers at the Center for Astrophysics and the Harvard and Smithsonian Institute, they identified a clear case of a black hole on the move, which is very scary. Very scary. As we all know, even rudimentary astrophysics, once you enter the, the, the uh, I'm looking at it right now, but I, my, my mind isn't working. Help me out, DiCarlo. Once you enter the, to- not the total eclipse, the- Event horizon. The event horizon. Thank you, my friend. Yes, that was it. Once you, once you approach the event horizon, it's curtains, people. You're never coming back. So these astrophysics found, uh, they, they, they published their findings in the Astrophysical Journal, which was published on the 12th of March, back in 2021. 
earlier this year, they found, and they were very surprised because moving a black hole is like kicking a bowling ball, very painful and impossible. So they were like, this bowling ball, this black hole they found that's moving about is 3 million times the mass of our sun, which is our sun's absolutely massive. So you're asking yourself, what are these nerds doing? How in the world do they even know this black hole is moving? Carlo, how, how would these nerds know that a black hole is moving if, it's, if it sucks in all the light? Um, because they're, I don't know, darker places? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, close, but very, very far. So what they did was, again, like nerds and, and, and math, mathematicians, they observed 10 different black holes in the universe. And one seemed to be on the move because they specifically studied the black holes that contained water within their accretion disk, which means that the spiral structure that spins inward towards the black hole spits off all this stuff. So as the water orbits around the black hole, it produces a laser-like beam of radio light uh, called a maser, M-A-S-E-R. And the maser helps astrophysics measure the velocity of a black hole to a very precise degree. So now I got everybody nervous. I, got, I see DeCarlo's nervous. The UFOs in outer space waiting for Jeff Bezos are nervous. And you, my friend, are also nervous. Where is this black hole located? And are we going to die next week? Is Hot Girl Summer going to be canceled? No. Is the World Series going to be canceled? No. Calm down, people. Look, the black hole that we're talking about here is 230 million light years away from Earth. It's, in this, it's sitting in a galaxy called J0437 plus 2456. That's my robotic voice. So this, it, the galaxy that the astrophysics called it is J0437 plus 2456. The black hole is moving with a speed of about 110,000 miles per hour, almost as fast as Usain Bolt, but not quite. So what's causing this, you say? So, okay, cool. So Hot Girl Summer is not going to be canceled. The World Series is also not going to be canceled. So what's causing this? Well, the radio astronomer Jim Condon said, quote, we may be observing the aftermath of two supermassive black holes merging together, end quote, which is really interesting. So it's also really freaking scary. What do you think about this, DiCarlo? Do you think any UFOs, spacecraft have been sucked into the event horizon of this supermassive black hole in J0437 plus 2456? Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. DiCarlo, imagine if you were on it, if you, my friend, were abducted tonight, tomorrow morning, and that UFO was then sucked into this supermassive black hole. That would suck, right? Uh, depending on what the, like, depending on what actually would happen. Now, say if it's like black hole and you're completely destroyed, yeah. Or if it's, say, like blast, black hole in uh, interstellar where you go through it and then you're sent to some next dimension, which allows you to pretty much figure out how to save humanity, then, I don't know, might be different. Or maybe it's just like an Einstein Rosenberg and you just go through and you end up being in a different dimension in a different part of the universe or in another universe. Who the hell knows? But you would still do the podcast though, right? 
I mean, if if uh, Wi-Fi signals uh, reach, who knows? Out to Galaxy. We have to see if uh, Verizon or AOL or whoever is still uh, it, it has an outpost at J0437 plus 2456. But you're right, my friend. I actually, I, tr- I actually believe in my, I'm an astrophysics enthusiast. I, in my, in my fantasy, I go back to university and go to night school to get a PhD in astrophysics. Honestly, hand on my heart, I would love to go back and do that. I, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but I would because I love the stars. I love, I, I obviously, I'm, you know, I'm bringing all this space stuff all, not all the time, but per, uh, sporadically because I don't want to, you know. I mean, if I went back to school, I would, I would probably still major in history, but I would minor no. in psychology though, because for one, I would advise anybody always like do some psychology studies because no matter what profession you're in, you're going to have to deal with human beings, at least for now. Stupid secondly, human beings. Secondly, but UFOs. Personality the, types. Like, the psychology, the psychology is not good for UFOs though. So, well, it could be depending if the, you know, if they have the same, if uh, conscientious profiles, you know, cr- transcend, uh, you know, races then yeah, or species. Yeah, that would be species, my friend, not races. Well, uh, races, race is a human construct that's been. Exa- it doesn't exist. Exactly, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Races do not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So. So yeah, thank you for listening to my awesome ramblings about the black hole that part of you, some of you people, were actually really worried about. But don't worry about it because it's far enough away where somehow we'll get saved. But anyways, don't worry. Black holes will not suck up your beautiful pet. Hopefully, but I can't guarantee that a UFO will not come and steal your pet snake, your pet, your pet hamster, your pet or cat, your pet cow, or your pet cow. Oh God, that's awful. Poor well, cow. they used to do animal mutilation. You know, they do yeah. like things and mutilation to animals and stuff. But you know why, my friend? Um, I am not an. Uh, I, I I never want to be a vet, but I actually listened to a podcast uh, earlier today that cows are actually some of the closest species on this earth to us because their digestive system everything is incredibly they cows share we share 85 percent makeup with cows which is incredible so i can understand why ufos would slaughter cows because they're very close to these weirdos called homo sapiens who are you calling homo sapien i'm calling you a homo sapien my friend Send us a picture of you, the homo sapien, with your beautiful cat, with your beautiful cow, with your hamster, your snake. Send it to, send it to our Twitter handle, and we're going to retweet the beautiful pictures you take with your beloved pet. Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040. And when you send a picture, send, use the hashtag HBPets, H-B-P-E-T-S. And that is a wrap, people. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at HBP4040, and our drinks will be in the show notes. Make sure you join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP Hipster Baseball Podcast. Peace.